It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the show tonight... Fallon Moore from Blossnaren, the Irish Food Awards, has details about how to enter the 2021 awards. Helen Cook from This Winding Life shares advice on how to celebrate a special occasion in style during lockdown. And then at the end of the programme, we're going to hear from Chris Starr, head chef of the Dunraven Arms Hotel in Adair. And Chris is going to make our mouths water thanks to the launch of the West Limerick grass-fed spring lamb burger kit. But before we speak to Fallon, let me tell you how to get in touch with me here at The Best Possible Taste. You can make contact by emailing me, s.noonan at live.ie, or you can tweet me at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation. And I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So every year on St. Patrick's Day, the Blossnaren Irish Food Awards open for entries. And Fallon Moore joins us now to give us an insight into the awards and how to enter. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Fallon, great to have you on the show to tell us all about this year's Blossnaren Awards. Tell me, what year is this? How many years has it been going now? This is our 14th year. That's mad. So it's, it's a crazy that it has gone. It's gone from strength to strength every year and you know we were only joking the other day that our 13th year was 2020 and everything that we faced into last year so we're very glad to be going into the 14th year now absolutely and if we go back to the first year compared Mm -hmm. to the 14th year in terms of numbers categories give me a few stats there on how it has grown so in the very first year of entries, there would have been just over 400 entries. And now we would look at in and around two and a half thousand entries every year, over 140 categories. So it has really, the, the spread of producers that take part, the types of foods that we're seeing, they have really grown year on year. Um, it's been fantastic to kind of see that growth and to see producers who were there and entering in the first year, who are still taking part and you can count now as, I suppose, part of that BLAS community now that they've taken part for so long. 400 entries in the first year, you must have been delighted with that. Absolutely. Well, yeah, as a committee, they were delighted. For me, at that stage, because it was such an early start and I was just drafted in as a volunteer to help do the running on the day of judging. So... I suppose it's for me I'm looking back just on that couple of days of judging at the time but I know that to see the response in the very first year to see producers have a little faith in an award system that was started here in Ireland and that stage was so brand new um, they were thrilled absolutely thrilled to have so many people taking part that at that stage and the way the categories the different categories has grown there's also a correlation there between food trends 
So back in 14 years ago, you probably didn't have a maybe a gluten-free or a vegan category, for example, whereas that's something that's so commonplace now in terms of products that are available on the supermarket shelf. Yeah, that's one of the things every year that we see is the innovation that producers are really driving forward. And then our categories, we at two stages, we see the changes. So at the entry stage where we maybe know what food trends are coming up, so you're looking to identify what new categories may need to be there. But then also, once the entries are submitted and when you see products coming through, so for example, last year, hot sauce wasn't a category that we had. It wasn't a category that was there at the entry stage, but we were seeing the entries that were coming through in sauces and quite a few of them had heat. So we knew at that stage that that needed to be separated out to justify, to kind of be fair to the producers who were there and making that, which is something which is becoming such a strong product on Irish shelves um, that, you know, the Irish palate is becoming a lot more accepting of heat <laughs> at this stage. Um, so it's categories like that that you see every year grow and grow. And it's exciting at this stage of the year to kind of wonder what will come out over the next couple of months. What will we see as a trend for this year? And it, interesting to look, I think, at the supreme champions, the you know, the, the product that gets the most points um, over the years, because last year it was bread and butter. Yeah, which was so apt for the year that it was. It was a real staple. Um, although it wasn't the first time that we had seen butter come through and score very highly because in 2017, Glenstall from Limerick came through as our supreme champion. And that was so on trend at that time because what we were seeing was people were returning to, to fat and to good fat. So then for 2020, to see the scores coming through for something which is such a staple as bread and butter, that's, it's always interesting to watch how that runs. And Limerick has a fairly good track record in terms of entries and reaching the finals and then winning silver, gold or bronze. And you mentioned Glenstall there, the butter that won the, the ultimate accolade. But thankfully, we have lots of other local Limerick producers who have great success at Blossnaren every year. Absolutely. And then... I mean, we would see producers who are there down through the years. You'd see the likes of Murphy's Home Bakery, Carney's, maybe um, the Old Irish Creamery or Glen Anya. And then, excitingly, you see new producers where, for example, a couple of years ago when Atty Flynn were winning for the Blackcurrant Preserve, that was a brand new product to them. And to see them come through and take one of the key awards home that year or, for example, So Delicious coming through this year to see. It was our first time hearing from Jane and, you know, that was kind of a new move for her. So it's been really lovely to see the established producers and also those who are kind of coming through strong. Um, and I mean, Teresa, the green apron, it's... You're waiting to see Teresa's face in Dingle when she'll be back here. Absolutely. And I mean, you were mentioning a lot of names there, the people like you have a personal relationship with a lot of these producers in all corners of Ireland. And you would follow their stories quite closely then. And 
as a result of their success at Blossnair and some of them then have fantastic success stories where, for example, they've landed on the shells of Harrods. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen producers who, because they have been put in front of the judges and whether that judge is a buyer for exactly like that with Anne for Harrods or it could be a journalist who's there. I mean, we had seen a couple of years ago a buyer who came down to the weekend of the awards. She wasn't in a position to be there to judge. It was an independent retailer who simply couldn't get away from the store for that long. But I bumped into her at the showcase and was showing her around some of the products and she was saying to me, I have to find the club cordial. Now, this was a buyer who was coming from the southwest, a cordial that was coming from the north, and she said, I just hear all of the judges talking about this product. This was a standout. I have to find that. And so she had gone into the showcase looking specifically for this simply because she had heard of people talking about it. And I was lucky enough last summer um, to get to visit the store when we could move around a little bit more. And not only is that product still on the shelf there, but some of the range of products from that producer is there on the shelf. So it's really, it's, it makes you very proud to see that a connection through conversation or whether it's somebody tasting a product at the judging stage to then see that producer have success. And the producers, I believe, get so much value for the, the entry fee because it's not just about throwing your name in the hat and seeing if you get an award. If you get an award, great, fantastic. That is probably the ultimate aim. However, there are so many other benefits to actually entering. And you're, you're talking there about the showcase. So in normal times, you have a marquee down there with all of the products on display, all of the finalist products, not just the, the bronze, silver, gold winners. All of those products are there and that showcase is used as a, a great example of all the fantastic products that enter. And as you say, they're about buyers coming into it. You never know where that could take you. No, and I think it's interesting, as you said, in normal times when we do have a showcase like that, it is a shop floor that people can come and find the very best of food and drinks that have come through that year. And last year, we knew we still had to try and do that for the producers. So producers showed faith in us in entering last year with uncertainty as to how the, the events would run. And for those who had taken part, gotten to the final stage, we still really wanted to make sure that they were given a platform in a similar way to be in front of buyers. So we created an online finalist guide for all of the products which had reached the finalist stage. That went out to buyers in advance of the awards. So while there was no results in it, um, the buyers didn't get any of that information. They still had an opportunity to browse through whether it's by the categories and particularly looking at some of the up and coming categories or looking at the counties, the producer, the buyers were able to search the producer that way. And then on the weekend of the awards, we also launched an interactive map, which is there, whether it's for buyers or chefs or consumers, where people can go in and search on the map to see what's local to them whether they want to look by their county, whether they want to look by the type of product that they're looking for, because 
particularly with so many producers having adapted and moved online, what we're seeing is people are able to buy their yogurt from mail or, you know, and have it get sent down to them in Wexford. So we've seen huge amount of activity on both the online guide and now the finalist map. So it was again, it was to try and present a similar platform for producers to be recognised for reaching that stage. And the, the weekend in October is such a great network and opportunity to meet people face to face and also the backyard events that, that you would have. And you took those online last year. And again, people can sign up for those and register for those at no additional cost. It's part of the of the entry fee. It is. And actually last year we were we were sort of happily planning in January and February to have our backyard events on the road, which were all about bringing producers together, helping them to hear from industry experts and get to chat to each other and network. So we were fortunate last year, we were being supported with Taste for Success for those on the road events. And then when things started to change in March, we very quickly moved those online and the events were up and running by early April where we did a solid two weeks with speakers um, where producers could learn all about whether it was social media where you were one of our speakers um, or whether it was dealing with fires or strategic planning and to be able to convert that into the online platform and offer that training and support and still some networking despite the fact that we couldn't meet up. We were really proud to be able to do that last year. The one in the springtime was actually open to any Irish food or drink producers. They didn't have to have taken part in the awards. They were completely free. And we're very glad to be able to say that in the next couple of weeks, we'll be announcing dates for a similar programme for this year. Or we're working on finalising our speaker lineup. But that will be open to any food and drink producers. So for somebody who wants to get a sense of what Blossom Hair is about, or for example, if there's producers where it's a year where they're kind of trying to learn a little bit more or take things in a new direction. For example, the online sales, um, there was online sales workshops last year and those were really successful for producers. It came at just the right the right time they absolutely did yeah come at the right time and the number of people i think that are online now selling compared to 12 months ago is is huge and i mean it'll be there forever so it's no harm no harm to have it before before you tell people how to enter let's talk a bit about the judging system because it is very unique to blossnaren it is blind tasting it's not influenced by packaging or branding or your neighbouring judge, for example. It's all sensory taste. And just explain a bit about how that all works. Yeah, so it's we worked with UCC in developing that judging system and it is based in sensory analysis. So the product is delivered into us by the producer and we prepare it for blind tasting for the judges. It's essentially going out on a white plate with just the entry number. The judge isn't aware of whether it's a large company, a small company. They're not giving anything which would influence it in terms of the packaging or the branding. And we were very lucky last year that when we had to look at a change in how we judge or in how we set up the judging, 
the actual tasting didn't change at all because we didn't need the judges to sit together. We were socially distancing them without knowing that that's what we were doing. Um, in UCC, you could put them in sensory booths so people couldn't have any connection with each other. So we just had to find other ways of our team working around it. But for the judges, it worked in exactly the same way. They were still scoring the products on their appearance, their texture, their aroma, their overall quality of the product and then also we asked them to judge on whether the product is something that they would put on their table do, do i think this is something my family and friends would like and that's i think why when we see the results coming through that the products then have that success because it is based on that appeal of would this be on an irish table and the judges come from all walks of life, which is an important aspect of it, because we all have different palates and we all have different tastes. So something that I might really like and enjoy isn't necessarily the same for you. Mm -hmm. They do. The judges all come from not only different backgrounds, so whether it's buyers or press or chefs or consumers, which is a huge part of our panel, um, but they also are mix of genders different age groups because we do all have different palettes so we have to build our judging panels to represent the people who are going in and filling their baskets um so that's i suppose where we have to have a very broad spectrum of judges so the the final burning question is how do people enter if they have a product does it have to be a product that's readily available on the shelves can it be a product that's maybe in development at the moment or is just about to be launched? It has to be on the shelves by the time we're judging in July. So we do have some people who are in development and may enter at this stage because you enter online through irishfoodawards.com. At this stage, it's just an online entry form. But when we get to our judging stage, which is late June and early July, the products do have to be on the shelves. Two reasons. Um, one is that we mystery shop for products, so we have to be able to go out and pick it up. And secondly, the opportunities that it presents for a producer, they have to be in a position to take advantage of those opportunities. We had a lady a couple of years ago wanted to enter an apple tart and she said, but I don't sell it. I said, okay, well, you know, are you thinking of selling? No. But I want to tell, I've told my family that I do make the best apple tart in the country and I want to prove it to them. <laughs> so we've seen producers win contracts. You know, there's a lady in Castle Island who's taking on a new employee. Her business has increased by 50% since she won the award. It has to be on a product that can take advantage of those opportunities that are there. So it does have to be made in Ireland, has to be for sale in Ireland. It has to be for sale commercially. And at the moment, it's just an online entry form. Our email and telephone number on the site, they'll always get myself or Artie with any questions for entries. And you have an early bird discount up until what date? Up until the 7th of April. €65 Euros per entry fee at the moment, up until the 7th of April. And then we'll be open until the 28th of May for entries at the full rate, which is €80 Euros per product. And of course, my advice is like just get go online and enter now if your plan is to enter because the 7th of April will be here and gone before you know it. 
the the deadline in May will be here and gone before you know it and the next thing you'll you'll see online that people are actually delivering products somewhere to get it judged and you'll say how did I miss my <laughs> opportunity <laughs> yeah exactly well Camille great to talk to you as always please pass on my regards to Artie best of luck with this year because again we're all living in strange times so we have to change the things we've normally had to do things you had to do it last year this year hopefully we will be down in Dingle in October but look let's face it who knows we just don't know but I have no doubt whatever happens It'll be another fantastic year for the awards and continued success with it. Thanks a million, Sharon. Thanks very much for having me. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was talking to Fallon Moore from Blossnairn, the Irish Food Awards, which is open for entries for the 14th year. So if you're a food and drink producer, be sure to log on to irishfoodawards.com for more details and get your entry in. If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you can catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are also available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Still to come tonight, Chris Starr, head chef of the Dun Raven Arms Hotel in Adair, will make our mouths water thanks to the launch of the West Limerick grass-fed spring lamb burger kit. But before that, we're going to hear from Helen Cook from This Winding Life to get advice on how to celebrate special occasions in style during lockdown. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. A belated happy birthday, Helen. You you had huge celebrations last week. Oh, thanks so much, Sharon. Um, yeah, I'm happy to report that I've finally hit the big 4-0 and I was 40 last week. Yeah, I had a lovely day. Well, I'm delighted to hear you had a lovely day and I was wondering to myself before I came on air, last year, whenever you were 39, it was a lockdown birthday and you probably didn't expect to be spending your 40th as another lockdown birthday. Did you have big plans or were you always going to do something quite low key? No, we had big plans. And actually, it was my birthday last year that the country went into lockdown. Um, so himself had dinner reservations for us that got cancelled and yeah, it, it just turned out to be a very funny birthday last year because they were cancelled last minute and then, you know, nothing happened. So we had big plans. There was going to, there was talk of, uh, you know, trips abroad and uh, a big surprise, which I now know about. There's going to be a big surprise birthday party for me with friends and family, but none of that materialised. Yeah. But it was still an amazing day. So I would imagine your mindfulness, your mindful approach to things was a, a huge help in coping with the potential disappointment of, of that. Or maybe now that you are 40, you're older and wiser like myself. And really, you know, you have to get everything into perspective, don't you? You do. And I think it was a bit of both. As you said, I have really, as, you, as we've spoken about before, taken a step back and 
I'm really looking at all the positive things that we have and appreciating what we do have. And as we mentioned in our last call, I have moved into a, a fabulous new apartment. I'm very grateful for that. So, you know, I just said, I'm here with, you know, the man I love and the dog I love in our beautiful new apartment. And, you know, let's just enjoy the day. And I said, I'm just going to do things today that I want to do. So I ate, I drank champagne, I relaxed, I had chocolate, I took a lovely bath in the middle of the day, and it was fab. It was actually such a really, really good day. I have such good memories. I would imagine that your partner had lots of surprises for you. They might not have been what he planned to do a year ago, but tell me what he got up to for you. Yeah, there were lots of surprises throughout the day. He he made a, a really gorgeous uh, breakfast, you know, to kick off the day. And then there were lots of phone calls. And I just think that, you know, how technology is actually helping us, you know, to stay connected. It's It really is fantastic. And I just couldn't imagine doing lockdown without it. Like I'm sure so many people can't. And so there was lots of video calls during the day. Uh, a lot of chatting with friends. And then the big surprise was he had spent two or three weeks getting videos from my friends from all over the world, from my family. And he got them all put together into one big birthday video. So I sat down um, in the afternoon and watched that. And it was really, really lovely. And it's such a nice keepsake to have Sharon. You know, if I had had a surprise birthday party or whatnot, you know yourself, you'd be running around from person to person and you'd be having a few drinks and the whole night would go by in a blur but this is something really special that I can like keep forever now he did get a friend to help him edit together all the little videos because he wouldn't be too technologically savvy but I have heard that there is an app at the moment doing the rounds that actually you you log on you record your video message for your your friend or your family and the app stitches them all together for you so I, I will link that up on, on my on my website um, if anyone wants to check that out, if anyone has somebody in their life that is having a significant birthday because it really was one of the nicest gifts I've ever gotten. Yeah, I, and I think birthdays, anniversaries, people maybe even getting married, having the low-key weddings, it, it is such a lovely gift to give them, so it is. And something that I saw online recently was about a son who had maybe gifted for Mother's Day or for a wedding anniversary it was one of the meal kits. You know, maybe something that the older generation might not necessarily buy for themselves, but I think we're, we're lucky about all these fantastic meal kits that we have around as well. Um, did you order in that night or what did you do from a, from a dining perspective for your birthday? Yeah, well, it was a weekend of food, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> So on the evening of my birthday itself, himself had ordered from um, Pickle restaurant here in Dublin. Um, so Sunil Guy is the chef there and it's really is a fabulous, fabulous restaurant, Indian. And I had a really gorgeous prawn curry and all the works. So that was a real treat because that would be a very high end Indian restaurant. So the quality of the food was fantastic. And I think that is one of the great things is to see so many chefs, Sharon, all over the country 
doing takeaway versions of their food or as you said doing meal kits so on the Sunday I actually had a brunch meal kit delivered to me as a gift from one of my friends which in a way was actually a really nice gift to have a couple of days later when it kind of all the all the big pomp and ceremony was over um and it was very very well done it was kind of middle eastern style um, baked egg dish with flatbreads scones granola orange juice and all you had to do was pop the tray in the oven with the it had sausage and peppers and tomato and then halfway through just crack the eggs into the dish and then the eggs baked and you took it out and it was it was fab and it was it was nice not to have to think too much about the cooking it was it was like a reheating and I have to say it worked very very well and there's it was interesting that a lot of my pals and family did support Irish in the gifting and I think that's something that if you if you're doing a gift for somebody this year do take a look around their their locality and see like what's on offer because it doesn't always have to be delivered you can do click and collect as well I mean I know that you know myself or pal wouldn't have minded going somewhere to pick something up you know locally and a friend of mine did source a fantastic cheese and charcuterie board from a very new company in Inchicore in Dublin called the Cheese Bucket I believe they're not long started and she just found them online and she's like it's very local to me and she got them to deliver a, a lovely cheese board for me on the Saturday night and it was fab and what cheeses were on it were they a mixture of Irish and European cheeses yeah they were um a mixture yeah there was a a, a cheddar uh I think it was like a goat gouda and there was a brie and then there was some lovely like charcuterie as well and lots of like little interesting bits like little squares of dark chocolate there was almonds there was homemade hummus breadsticks um olives little pickled onions it was just like there was it was an, an absolute like treasure trove of nibbly bits as i call it so that really hit the spot on the saturday night um it was delicious yeah so i think there's a lot of options out there that sounds absolutely fabulous and really right up my street that is the sort a grazing board is something that we would really enjoy in in my house and I think as you say there about your friend doing a search online every town or city there probably are their local restaurants or cafes doing something for click and collect and, and later in the program we're actually going to hear from Chris Starr who is the head chef in the Dunraven Arms Hotel in Adair and they're doing a fabulous West Limerick grass-fed spring lamb burger kit so we'll hear more about that now tonight but I think if you look locally to shop Irish shop local you'd be surprised about what's out there yeah I think so and I was taken aback as I said by you know how my friends you know really did take the time to do that and to support like a lot of Irish businesses and I know mine was only one one birthday you know one weekend so far in the year but I mean, honestly, totting up, Sharon, like, I mean, there must have been at least 10 or 15 different Irish businesses that I was gifted, you know, through flowers, um, as I said, food, 
um, jewelry, which is lovely, of course, and um, and also some nice, you know, some nice drinks. And I think there are also a few websites out there too that you can, um, you know, order order wine from. Um, you know, if you're looking for something a little bit different, a little bit, you know, more special, something that maybe that's not in the supermarket, or maybe you're looking for a particular whiskey for somebody, you know, who might be, you know, enjoy their whiskey, that might be a nice gift. So I'm going to link a few of those, you know, on my blog post this week as well, if people are just looking for somewhere to check out. And for those of you, you know, who are on Instagram, you know, some of the, the food all of the food bloggers, you know, yourself included, Sharon, and, you know, all of the great Irish food journalists, they're constantly updating, you know, lists of where to get, you know, meal kits, where who's doing takeaways, who's doing what. And I think just keep an eye on that. And you can make a really special night or, you know, weekend for someone without you know, missing too much on the going out. And of course, if somebody is a producer or doing something new, they should also connect with the likes of myself and those food writers that you're talking about on social media, because we're always looking to to support them and help them by spreading the word by, you know, either Gillian Nealis writing about it in the Sunday Business Post or Food and Wine magazine or Katie McGuinness in the Sunday Times. Like all of those fantastic food writers are looking for content so they just love it when people get in touch with them as I do to tell me about it even amongst my own group a friend of mine lately was asking about where she could get really good organic chickens from a farmer direct she lives up in Sligo area and she said you know I just would love to give the money direct to a farmer and know that the chicken is free range and know that it's it's organic and it's little things like that that, you know, if you are a food producer, as you said, to reach out to the likes of yourself or any of the food journalists and just tell your story because people are really looking for local produce. They More than ever, more than ever. Absolutely. And I think whenever you buy local shop, local nine times out of ten, the flavour is going to be so much better also. Oh yeah, definitely, 100%. And I think the delivery system in Ireland is very good. I have ordered some meat boxes myself before and some chicken and various different bits and pieces from around the country. And that's one thing that we're very lucky about in Ireland is that the road system is good and the country isn't that big. So you can get fresh chickens, you know, from Galway to Cork or, you know, something from Limerick to Dublin in, in really honestly in the matter of hours or certainly in a matter of 24 hours you know refrigerated straight to your door pop them in the fridge pop them in the freezer and there's people doing some unusual things too you know in season you know venison you know wild boar you know maybe different unusual um you know pork products like different types of pig goat like goat is very lean and very healthy and I know there are a few gold farmers, I think, around the country that can deliver to you. So, I mean, why not try something a little bit different? And if you have a celebration coming up, maybe go out. If you are a cook or a chef and the meal kits aren't for you or the takeaways aren't for you, maybe get some, you know, different ingredients that you wouldn't normally get before delivered and try a hand at making it yourself. A fantastic idea and a great suggestion. 
And before we finish up now, Helen, you have some exciting news about your own podcast. Oh, I do. Well, I'm in the process, Sharon, of developing a podcast myself. Um, it'll be slightly different uh, than the foodie chats that we have here. It could be more based around culture and health and wellness and, and that kind of thing. But I'm hard at work, so uh, I'll keep you posted. Do and that's ready to go live. Well, lovely to talk to you as always, uh, Helen. Um, a belated happy birthday again. What's next on the agenda in terms of celebrations? Have you another birthday coming up in the house there or is Easter the next big one? No, actually, well, Easter's the next big one, but um, the Tuesday after Easter, it's it's my partner's birthday, so... I need to get the uh, the bacon the bacon pan out of the oven and the apron on because that man likes his cake. <laughs> well, listen, best of luck with that. Enjoy it and great to talk to you. You too, Sharon. Thanks so much. Take care. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Helen Cook from This Winding Life had great advice about how to celebrate special occasions in style during lockdown. And earlier in the programme, we heard all about this year's Blossnerin, the Irish Food Awards, thanks to Fallon Moore. If you're just tuning in now and you missed that, you can catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Now finally tonight, I'm delighted to help you heed the great advice that Helen Cook gave us just before the break about how to dine in style during lockdown. The Dunraven Arms Hotel in Adair has just launched its West Limerick grass-fed spring lamb burger kit and earlier I spoke to head chef Chris Starr to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Chris, you're very welcome to the programme today. Thanks so much for taking time out of the kitchen to talk to me. And we're going to find out about the West Limerick grass-fed spring lamb burger kit from the Dunraven. But before we get to that, I want to find out a little bit about you. You're a blow-in to West Limerick, like myself. You're from Tipperary originally. Yeah, that's right. From Nina, um, North Tip. So uh, it's not too far away. About a 40-minute drive, so close to Homestead. You're just up the road and in terms of your career as a chef, it all started down in Cork. That's right, yeah. Uh, kind of accidentally. Kitchen porter, stuck for a job and then kind of got tied into it and, uh, and I really found a, uh, a passion for it then. Tell us what it was that you wanted to be. Yeah, I wanted to be a musician. We were in a band, a couple of my friends, and we tried our best, but... Uh, there it was a dream, really. So didn't really take it off the way I wanted it, for sure. And no regrets. Brought me to cooking. Many chefs that I've come across over the years have a great passion for music. And I don't know if you saw Nevin Maguire on with Tommy Tiernan at the weekend. And he revealed that back in the day, after service, his father used to drop him into one of the clubs and he used to be a DJ after 11 o'clock at night and he has a, a huge vinyl collection and decks all the, the kit and everything that he resurrected during lockdown and he also said that 
they would play dance music in the kitchen during prep. Does music feature in your kitchen in the Dunraven? Uh, we would, yeah, definitely. I, I, I believe in that. It creates a certain rhythm between chefs and, and between the food and everything in it. It kind of, um, definitely, yeah, we do during prep, but not during the service. <laughs> and tell me, what do you do if somebody is maybe more a country and western um, Daniel O'Donnell fan as opposed to a dance music fan? <laughs> I pull rank. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of music would you play? Um, oh, geez, it would go everywhere, really, pop, and then we'd beat, obviously, rock and the doors and Black Sabbath and, you know, things to create that kind of uh, energy. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, you know, he felt it just gave a great vibe and energy to the kitchen, which I thought was, was really very interesting. Strange times that we're in now, the, the hotel, how long has it been closed? Just, yeah, a year, a year ago it closed, and, um, yeah, it's the same for a lot of people now, where it's... Um, big pain now but we're trying to get through it and we have a lot of support obviously from the government and things like that um, but you know we're all mad to get back get back to what we love really um yeah it's, it's been tough and one of the the things that you're doing are the kits the burger kits for people to have at home tell us how this all started it was it's a dexter beef was was the the initial burger that you offered yeah, um, uh, I suppose the boss kind of said to me, look, we sh- I think we should be doing something. And I said, fair enough, yeah, you're right. And so we, we did the beef and uh, and Brian Costed all my local butcher. He does lovely beef here. And uh, we, we kind of started with that. And then uh, it, was, it was popular enough. And then we, we said we'd we, we veer off. So we went out towards lamb. And of course, spring now, uh, lamb is a big... Uh, a big hit at Easter, so we, we've we've come up with this this West Limerick lamb burger, um, spring lamb burger, and uh, of course there's loads of the wild garlic growing out in Currie out beside me. So I thought it'd be lovely to have a bit of wild garlic with it, and a lovely spiced tomato chutney, and of course uh, Caroline Rigney, she does a lovely bacon. Uh, she's in Currie as well, so we said we would we pair that up with it as well, and of course the cheeses, calves, and in, in the Castle West. Um, so the, the focus really is uh, and should be on local producers, um, which is, um, to be fair, there's a lot of chefs doing it around. Um, but yeah, I see uh, Tom, Tom Flav inside the Strand, he's always been great for, for, for using local producers. And I see Keith, Keith Pickett inside, number one. He's uh, a great, um, I suppose, great man for losing as well. So <clears throat> we all need to be thinking about that. Yeah, and look, just to talk a bit more about the burger, it isn't just any burger. You've mentioned a number of the different ingredients there, but the I was lucky enough to have it at the weekend, and the, the it comes in a kit, so all the components are there. You do cook it yourself, but it's very simple and easy to do. But all the ingredients, everything's measured out more or less, which it, which is great, very handy. But the bun, I think, is a huge component of this. They're brioche buns that you make yourself. So it sounds like you got into a bit of the bread making um, <laughs> fad that everybody was part of over the past 12 months. The brioche bun really adds a touch of um, extra specialness to the burger. It's true. It's true. Um you know, many places won't make their own bread, their own brioche buns, because it takes so long, it takes about eight hours to do it. 
um, between you know proving it and mixing it and proving it again and baking it. Um, but we have a great uh, pastry chef here, Rafa. He's a Polish lad, and we, geez, he's brilliant. But I've also got a sous chef who's kind of closer to town, and he's been baking them for us. He can be that, and um, you know, it is, it's it's what makes the difference with this kit. It's it's the quality of the the brioche, and uh, it, and you can kind of taste the love and the time that's gone into it. Um, definitely. And all the ingredients, as you say, you've sourced as many as you possibly can from the West Limerick area. And you mentioned Tom Flavin and Keith Piggott there, who are two other chefs in the area. And you're all part of the West Limerick food series that's on at the moment, which is is really its main objective is to promote collaboration and network and, and, and to support each other if you're a hotel, if you're a chef, if you're a food producer. So are you find you're finding the program useful in terms of making connections with other people in the area? Definitely, definitely. It's changed. It's a big game changer now. Uh, something of course I'm not from the area originally, so it is harder for me to, 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 to reach out to people and kind of see what's there. But definitely it's brought us all together at collaborations and collaborations between chefs as well. And there's there's a there's a kind of a clear goal between everybody where we want to be in a couple of years you know and, and uh, I can really feel there's an energy in the region uh, between us all that we can come together and, and develop dishes like this and um, you know there is a good future I can see it definitely and the program has brought us together and it's, it's a great educational tool as well on how to market yourself and branding and collaborations um, yeah big fan of it definitely and in, in terms of the producers that are here in West Limerick, being from Tipperary, you know, there's a lot of very well-known producers from that region. I think West Limerick hasn't had as a large a profile as maybe Tipperary has, but we definitely still have a lot to offer. Have you been impressed by the producers that are here and the ingredients that are available to you in the West Limerick area? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's just just so many options. There's so many cheesemakers. There's so many uh, you know uh, people <clears throat> producers with uh, you know producing lamb, and beef, and things like that. Uh, there's, there's so many options, and uh, it's true. Tip Tipperary is, is has it has uh, a lot of strong names there as well. And of course, I started in Cork, so West Cork as well as you know, as we all know about it. And there's all these different regions that. Uh, that's where we're trying to go and there is there's so many you know uh, great producers uh, in the West Limerick area that we should all be focusing on definitely the shop local source local ethos has really come to the fore over the past 12 months so it is great to see people like yourself showcasing those ingredients and using them and I, I presume you have had great support from the people in Adair and beyond in West Limerick in terms of the kits. It is a, it is a click and collect service that you're offering there if people want to order the, the burgers. Yeah, that's right. So you, um, you you make the order during the week, you call up or you click and collect on the website. And uh, I think the cutoff time is Wednesday at midnight, or not midnight, but 6 p.m. And um, you click and collect. And then you, you come on the Friday or the Saturday at the, the allocated time. And it's very quick. You just you walk in, pick up your burgers, and off you go. And everything is in the bag for you. And there's always a little treat in the bag as well. There's a little sweet surprise. Just to add on that little bit of extra 
gift. Uh, it's a, there's a little gift for everybody in the bag as well. So I would highly recommend it uh, to try it out, definitely. And for those that order the burger and would like a little tipple to go with it, you also have a couple of cocktails there for people to choose from. That's true, yeah, with a couple of cocktails, Cosmopolitans and... Uh, and of course, you can you can uh, the red wines and the white wines. There's there's, there's plenty of options. There's add-ons, and uh, of course, you know it is springtime, so a few cocktails is nicer right after a burger. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of add-ons as well, and uh, it's 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 a, it's a, it's really something that you should try out definitely. Well, last night we enjoyed the West Limerick cocktail, which has the Addy Flynn apple juice was one of the ingredients in it. And I said to my husband, if I close my eyes now and, and just imagine that I'm in Lanzarote or Portugal or somewhere exotic, this is just transporting me to warmer climates. And as you say, the, there's a great stretch in the evening now. We can get out the back a bit more, get the blanket or whatever around us and, and to make the, the most of the finer weather because who knows how much longer this pandemic is going to go on for so we have to take those opportunities and if um if getting a nice cocktail from the likes of yourself there that's all made up ready to go along with the, the burger sure how bad things could be a lot worse it's true <laughs> it's true we're all looking for an escape you know you know we've been locked in locked in for so long so it's uh, it is it's an escape really. So just to remind people then, if they log on to dunravenhotel.com, they can order online or give the hotel a ring to to put their order in. Order before Wednesday, and then you go and collect it on Friday or Saturday. So it's the perfect dining experience to have at home at the weekend. That's it. You know, we we can't get into our lovely our local restaurants or hotels, so we might as well try and and click and collect and bring it home with you. And, 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 and trying to escape at home with your family Absolutely. <laughs> in between your four walls. Absolutely. Camille, great to talk to you. Chris, thanks so much for telling us about it today and keep us up to date with more additions to the menu as they come on stream. Thank you so much, Sharon, for having me. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. And that was the Dunraven Arms Hotel head chef Chris Starr making our mouths water with details about the West Limerick grass-fed spring lamb burger kit which Chris was inspired to create thanks to his participation on the West Limerick food series. And that brings us to the end of the programme tonight. Thanks for tuning in and to my guests Fallon Moore, Helen Cook and Chris Starr. Until next week, bon appétit. Do you want to get in touch with the best possible taste? Do you want to come on, share a recipe, review a cookery book, or just have a general chat about what you like to eat and drink? All you have to do is get in touch with me, Sharon Noonan, by sending an email to s.noonan at live.ie or send me a tweet at Queen of Org. Bon appétit!